With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. As I promised, joined by a very special guest. It is Greg Biggins of 24-7 Sports, and he knows... Nico, like nobody else, and I am going to say his last name here momentarily, but I am nervous in front of Greg. I'll be honest with you. I have, I have stage fright, but I'm, I'm going to give it a shot, and I've gotten better. But, Greg, first of all, uh, how are you, sir? And kudos to the coverage on uh, Nico. Thank you. You know what? Honestly, his last name is not that hard if you just put a little pause in it. It's Ia Maliava, and then just kind of speed it up. Ia Maliava. Maliava. Yeah, Maliava. So just slow it down and then speed it up. So it's Ia Maliava. Ia Maliava. There you go. No joke. I did that the whole way home coming back from the gym to interview you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in slow motion. Ia Maliava. There you Ia. go. I was doing it to myself. Uh, there's probably people that think I'm crazy in my car. Well, what's that guy doing talking to himself? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but well, we, anyway, we got, we got DJ Uwe Ungalale out here, so, Southern California. But we got all kinds of names that we got to rehearse before we get them right. So you're not alone trying to rehearse those names. Oh, I'm I'm working it. I'm working it. Um, so uh, let me ask you about Nico's uh, in, entire recruitment. I want to kind of start there because I haven't had a chance to speak to you in a, a long, long time. But just kind of the battle that went on for him, and what do you think Tennessee did? You know, we could throw out NIL money, but and I'm sure that was a factor. But what do you think Tennessee did that separated themselves from the pack? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I hate talking NIL. Um, I think Me too. It does, I think it does a disservice to the kid and the family. The reality Agreed. is they love Tennessee, but if, you know, you can go back. Kid was kind of you know born and raised in a, in a USC family. Um, you know, that's kind of coming into high school. A lot of people in his family uh, were USC guys, and so if there was an, a leader as an eighth grader, it probably would have been the local USC team, and. Um, when it came down to it, though, you know, it probably came down to the, the final list of the schools. Uh, you know, Alabama looked like they were in a pretty solid spot, I would say, sophomore, junior year. She took a visit there and loved it. Ohio State was a school he visited and loved. But the final two were probably Oregon and Tennessee. There was a time when we all thought Oregon, right? I think I'm not sure I had a crystal ball prediction. I'm not a huge fan of crystal balls, but I think I might have had one in for Oregon. But he took multiple trips to Tennessee, and, and he really loved it there, man. Just the, the fan support, the passionate fan base. But Josh Heupel, the offense, the quarterback development, um, you know, Joey's the quarterback coach, all, all those things were kind of big factors. Opportunity to come in and play early. Uh, again, people will say NIL, and, you know, let's be honest, he, he could have gotten NIL, you know, money anywhere he wanted to go. You could see, yeah, Tennessee was different level of, of NIL. But, you know, just not even talking about that, I think he loved the – you know, the opportunity to come and play for a head coach who's a quarterback. 
and in an offensive system that he thought he could flourish in with, with plenty of receiver talent. And um, so I think it was all those things. And again, I can't stress this enough, man, on his trips that the fan support, the basketball game, the chant, his name, I mean, he kind of came away from that visit. You know, his mom was in tears, you know, and obviously, you know, wow. mom play a big role when it comes to recruiting, right? Obviously dad played a huge role too, but mom being able to kind of see and be a part of that. I think all that perfect storm that really helped the Vols to, to land him eventually. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, too, with this with Southern California. I know they hate being called Southern Cal, so I won't do that. But um, with the Trojans, I mean, everything's shiny, new, and pretty there with Lincoln Riley. Did, did they just never get a quick enough foothold or kind of what happened there if he was born and raised a USC fan? So, no. So what happened was, obviously, there was a coaching change. Lincoln Riley right. came in, and, and Malachi Nelson was already committed to Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. So, uh, once Lincoln came over to USC, it, it was a no-brainer that Malachi would follow. I mean, again, USC was Malachi Nelson's childhood favorite school too. You know, it was it was uh, it was tough for him to leave home to go to Oklahoma to play for Lincoln. So when Lincoln came to USC, I mean, for him it was the is the best of both worlds. It was playing for his dream school for his dream head coach. So you know, once he committed to USC, USC is out of the equation. That kind of opened the door for other schools. You know, UCLA was was sort of an option for Nico for a little bit. Um, but obviously when it came down to it, you know, it, it's probably Oregon, uh, Tennessee, like I said, you know, Alabama was in the mix a little bit for a while there. And, but uh, it mostly came down to the ducks and the bulls. Well, and when you talk about recruiting nowadays, I remember a guy named Brandon Stewart who started a lot of games. He came in, in the same class as a guy named Peyton Manning. Hmm. So th they weren't really aware of it and that they were, well, I think Peyton was aware that he was coming, but I, they weren't aware of each other. And I think that uh, in social media nowadays, man, that's just not going to fly. You're going to know who's who's headed to USC. Yeah. So the Trojan door was closed pretty much with the Lincoln Raleigh movement. And that was it. Did they make any attempt? No, no. I mean, I think nowadays, you know, it's rare to see back to back elite quarterbacks, you know, in, yeah. in one class in the following class. So it's even more rare to see two in the same class. It's funny. USC kind of got raked over the coals when both Bryce Young and DJ but we on the lay both left home saying, Hey, why didn't they recruit DJ? Well, cause they had Bryce committed. Why didn't they still recruit DJ? Because elite quarterbacks don't go to a school uh, with the assumption of there's another elite guy coming in in the same class. So, uh, you know, I, I think when obviously Bryce flipped to Bama, you know, DJ was already pretty, pretty far along with Clemson. So I think USC fans, you know, once they got Malachi, I, I think they realized that, Hey, this is our guy. We're not going to bring in another elite kid. And, and those two guys aren't going to want to play, you know, on the same team and compete anyway. And, and the way it works, you know, if you are a quarterback, you want to know that you're that school, that head coach, that OC, you want to know that they're, you're their guy, right? If you have even a, a little inkling that they like someone else better than you, you're going to go somewhere else because quarterback is such a unique position. Well, you've you got to really trust that head coach that, okay, when I come in, like it's, it's going to be, you know, my opportunity. I'm going to be the first guy to get the opportunities. Um, nowadays, you really even see guys want to redshirt. They want to come in and play right now. I know, you know, Nico wants to come into Tennessee. He, he's feel like he's going to be ready to go play as a, as a true freshman. So he'll be an early grad. And whether that's, you know, true or not, right or wrong, I think that's the feeling for a lot of quarterbacks. So long-winded way of saying USC was never going to be able to prioritize two elite quarterbacks. Malachi was their guy. And obviously Nico ended up at a place he was very happy with. As far as Nico and how he's wired, uh, I want to get your take on this. And I'm, I'm not knocking your area of the country. I'd love to live in San Diego one day. However, mm -hmm. there is an intensity, I think you would agree, that comes with SEC football. Mm -hmm. So why is Nico equipped 
upstairs yeah. to handle that. And then we'll talk about his physical traits, but why is he equipped upstairs to be able to handle that? Yeah, no. So I have no issue saying football is different in the South, right? Like in Southern okay. California, you know, no, I, all my years of traveling, you know, we talked off air, you know, my back in my student sports, Nike camp days, I, I've been around for, you know, that was my job for 15 years is traveling and they're just built a little different wired, wired a little differently in the South. The kids just a little more hungry, a little more edge in their game, a little more passionate fan bases, I think bring out a little more toughness in the kids out there. So, um, you know, hopefully I'm not going to get too, you know, ripped by local people for me saying that, but I think the NFL draft shows that, you know, best talent is in the South. Uh, you know, Nico, you know, I'll use the word. He, he is an absolute dog. He is a dog, he has an alpha dog mentality. He is a tough, tough kid. And, and the thing that I love about him is he wasn't one of those guys, you know, quarterback is kind of a pretty boy position, but that, that wasn't him. You know, he wasn't raised, you know, with a quarterback coach out of the womb, you know, he had to work and grind and, and, you know, he was actually a volleyball player first people in the South might say volleyball, that's not, you know, a tough sport, but I mean, Nico's a high level athlete, a highly competitive kid. And when you watch him play, he he's, like I said, he just competes at a different level for me. That's why for me, talk, talk, I love Arch Manning. I, I like Dante Moore, Malachi Nelson, but I think the guy with the high ceiling is Nico for that reason of every box that you can want in a quarterback, Forget physical, but he's a highly competitive kid. He loves to work. Um, great leader, great teammate, just a guy who um, you won't find someone who a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, right? Even though, he, you know, he's rated now by everybody as a top 10 guy. There was a time when, you know, he wasn't even a lot of people's top 10, top 100 player nationally. And I think he, that kind of drove him. So, you know, he's not a soft kid at all. He's a highly competitive kid, plays with toughness. Again, you watch him play pocket guy that can move around when he's out there scrambling, man, he's not looking to slide or, or run out of bounds. I mean, he's looking to run somebody over, man. He's a family comes from a family of like eight or nine kids. And, you know, typically, you know, when you have a big, a big family like that, it kind of breeds a little bit of toughness. And also, you know, again, Polynesians just have a little bit of toughness to them as well. Right. My whole family's from, from Hawaii. You know, so I can speak on that. You know, you, you come from a Polynesian family, you, you have a different level of work ethic, a little different level of toughness to you. And, and I think that's why I think he's going to go there and, I think he should be really successful. I will endorse that as well. My cousin lived in Hawaii and he mm -hmm. said, he said, there's nobody tougher. And I was like, that's interesting. I learned something. So I'm never going to mess with, with Greg for sure. Don't mess with those. Yeah. I mean, you go to Hawaii and it's felt like, you know, when I was growing up, we play wiffle ball, right. Or, or, or flag football in the streets. They, they fight like that's that's you walk, you can't drive down the street and you'll see two guys like literally boxing <clears> and that's their wiffle ball is, is those guys, you know, my favorite, you know, and, you know, UFC fighters, Max Holloway and like those Hawaiians, they just, you know, they have a little bit of a different edge to them. So I, I personally love it. I think it's cool. And like I said, Nico kind of has that edge to him as well. Yeah, uh, uh, pretty cool. And it's not his job to start recruiting for Tennessee, but a lot of times quarterbacks highly mm -hmm. rated will do that. Do you, you think he's active in, in that regard? Is that something that he wants to do? And if so, who are some of the names? Because you're already shaking your head. Yeah, no, I mean, every kid you talk to, you know, I just talked to Francis Maui Goa a couple of days ago. And like, you know, I say, hey, who's recruiting you the hardest? I mean, Nico is the guy that's recruiting him the hardest from, from Tennessee. Now, he's, he loves that responsibility. It was one of the reasons why he wanted to lock in his commitment so early. It wasn't just to lock his spot in. It. He said he wanted to start building that class. And so you talk to any Tennessee recruit, you know, Ethan Davis, anyone, and they're going to tell you, yeah, they're in frequent talks with Nico. Um, you know, he – you can't find a more active recruiter. Like you said, it's got used to the quarterback is like the headliner and he's kind of, kind of like your, your main guy in charge of 
trying to help build that class. And he takes that role, Nico, very seriously. And he's done a phenomenal job of being really active in that. Could it, we, we've seen Tennessee before go out there with the Casey Clausens of the world and then up in Oregon with the Eric Angels of the world. And um, I could even go Arizona with Arian Foster. We've seen Tennessee have great success in, in yeah. that state. Um, how is how is Tennessee viewed, do you think, right now as, as they transition into hopefully for, for Tennessee more success? Yeah, no, Tennessee has a lot of buzz right now, I think. Um, obviously, a lot of it is is from Nico. Um, you know, Casey Clawson, you know, he's actually a, a buddy. I covered him. He was one of the first Elite 11 quarterbacks. He might have actually even been that first Elite 11 class um, going way, way, way back. And so, but these kids come up now, they don't know who Casey Clawson is, right? Unless he, he's a head coach out here and they know him from that. But I don't know if people would say, oh, yeah, Casey Clawson, Tennessee. But they do know Peyton Manning, right? That's that's a very recognizable name out here or, or anywhere else. So I think the Tennessee brand is big. And I, I think the SEC brand is big. And I think people out here, there's always been the belief in, 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 you know, parts of the country are more geared towards staying close to home. You see kids in Texas, they want to stay close to home, right? Kids in the South want to stay in the South. Kids out West have no issue leaving. You know, Clemson's coming out here, Ohio State. Notre Dame has always recruited out here really well. I mentioned the Texas schools. Oklahoma was getting guys. Uh, Florida State's got guys. So kids out here in Southern California, uh, they will leave because they see, again, pains me to say, but you know, Pac-12 football, a little bit down right now, right? You watch the NFL draft, and it's filled with guys in the SEC. You watch the college football playoff. You don't see a whole lot of Pac-12 teams right now in the college football playoff, but what you do see is a lot of SEC programs. NFL draft, again, you see it. So I think kids feel like that big stage right now is SEC football. And, yeah, Tennessee might not be up there with, you know, an Alabama, um, Big Ten, you have Ohio State, but I think it's still a very recognizable brand. And, again, I think with Nico, I think it's become – um, you know, I, I don't want to over-exaggerate and say it's a, it's a destination location, but I think people are definitely intrigued by what Tennessee has to, has to offer. And they're definitely going to listen right now when Tennessee calls. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's great stuff. Um, lastly, so, you, you know, you know, Case. So does he have a nickname in California like he had in Knoxville? The Nico? No, no, no. Casey Clawson. Sorry, Case. Oh. I call him Case. Yeah. Um, I didn't know we're off Casey. Uh, what, what, was his, I kinda, what was his Tennessee nickname? Well, let's just say he should get royalties off the new Top Gun movie. Everybody and everybody from Tennessee called him Iceman because oh, he had the spiked hair. Okay, and he no, was Iceman. No, he's no longer Iceman. He now is, uh, you know, he's Mister Clean. Him and his brother Ricky, um, both coach at Alamany. You know, Ricky's the OC, Casey's the head coach. Yeah. He will probably laugh out loud if I call him Iceman. I don't think he's been that for a long time. So no, they people just know him as Casey Clausen now. I promise if you go up to him and call him Iceman, he will be stunned because he's like, nobody except for Tennessee fans call me that. I'm, so I'm gonna he, text him as soon as we're done, I'm going to text him and say, hey, what's up, Iceman? How we doing over there? See what he says. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Talk to me, Goose. All right, Greg, great stuff. How do we follow your work? Because it's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm easy. Just at, at Greg Biggins on Twitter. Um, you know, that's that's where we 
tag most of our stuff and, and post it. Obviously, the site's 247sports.com. And um, I'm not much of an Instagrammer, so it's mostly Twitter is where you're going to find my stuff. Yeah, and there's the ticky-talky that I'm trying yeah. to get used to. But yeah, uh, I'm either, so. He's Craig Biggins. I'm Dave Hooker. We'll talk to you on uh, Friday. This is a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.